feel like we look like brother and sister. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, we have, do. People have told us that before, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think I think we could do uh, some brother sister stuff yeah. together. What do you mean? Um, just like pretend to be brothers and yeah, sisters? Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Like we could like do, you know, do bits of being brothers yeah, and yeah, brother yeah, and yeah, sister. Yeah. 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 But I'm not Jewish. Yeah, you look you look like you could be. Are you Greek? No. I'm Nikki Bond, and my absentee rock and roll dad is taking a break from doing the podcast with me. So now I'm chatting with people whose parents screwed them up. I am Polish. Oh, I am not Polish. Yeah, you're Greek. Yeah, it shows that. Bond is Greek? No, no, no. Bond is my fake name. Right. My real last name is Economo. And that is Polish. Oh, no, that's Greek. Greek. Economo. Economo. Econ means economy. Mo is a guy I knew. Or it's what you do to your lawn. Yes, that's better. Yeah. It's, you know. Today, I have comedian, writer, writer strike writer. That Mm -hmm. means you're a real writer. That's why I said that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Husband (laughs) and... Dog dad. Dog dad. Uh, Actor and bowler bowler Mm -hmm. do you bowl i've bowled i would say i'm a bowler but for you i would be yep you're a bowler now noah finley hey hey okay so noah came up to me we were at a friend's birthday and he said i want to do your podcast and i said did your parents fuck you up and you said yes and then you said but in a different way. You were like, they're good parents, but they <laughs> fucked me up. And I'm like, were you lying? This is the test. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was ready. I was ready for you to talk to me about this. I feel like most people come on here and probably like are talking about how bad their parents were. Yeah. Or just like they're not. It's just what their parents story was yeah. and how it affected them as people. But also it gets dark sometimes. Yeah. So I'm, hey, you're a happy guy. Yeah. I, mean, I think I th- we have the same happy energy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like my parents were good parents, but it's just like, it's impossible not to fuck up your kids. Yeah. So I was so intrigued because if they're good parents, but then you still got effed up. I think we do need to highlight this. Yeah. Are your parents baby boomers? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's a big thing. They're boomers. Yeah. Yeah. They're boomers. And before we get started, wh- who was your favorite tv parent growing up yeah like who did you did you ever watch tv and you're like i'm jealous of this parent (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah i feel like it's either a toss-up between like the winslows on Mm. family matters or like uh them before too or the pickles what who are they on rugrats (gasps) oh tommy pickles parents oh really yeah why i don't know they just seemed like good people Atticus okay. Finch. Okay. To Kill a Mockingbird. I guess that's a movie and a book. But. That was like a very smart thing for you to say. <laughs> it's like, oh, Atticus Finch. <laughs> to, I guess who read Kill a Mockingbird in school? This guy. Yeah. Guess who didn't read the Coles notes? This guy. <laughs> no, I, I read that book. That was the only one. Atticus. Why Atticus Finch? I don't even remember. Um, Just like a very ethical, decent man. Okay. And I don't know why I I loved I still like ethics. I love ethics. Yeah. <laughs> I like okay. I get off on it. Cool, man. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. <laughs> All right. Uh, he gets what kind of eth what are your favorite ethics? I mean, I don't know if it's like specific kinds, but it's more like just watching it happen in the wild, like watching someone um do the right thing when like no one's looking or like when they really don't have to or they do it for like a a selfless reason you know they could be selfish but yeah they know that they shouldn't be all right okay like Atticus like Atticus okay Mm -hmm. you got a lot you Mm -hmm. got a lot of why Tommy Pickles parents um they just seem like really nice decent parents like they were there for their kid um he was a baby (laughs) (laughs) also like you have to be there for a baby (laughs) but were they there because like if you watch rugrats like those kids are going on adventures yeah it's like where are the parents they're working it was a modern day family i suppose yeah um the dad had purple hair the mom had like a star face yeah head 
Yep. Starfish. That's true. That she, yeah, she did starfish. Yeah. Maybe that's what it meant, that yeah. she starfishes. <laughs> when she has sex, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the dad was foreshadowing people's hair in 2023, I guess. Right, yeah. Okay, so what would you say, because this isn't going to be a normal how your parents fucked you up storyline, what is the what is the most predominant thing that stays in your mind of what they did to you? Like, how did they, mm-hmm. how do you think they fucked you up? What, what's, I think that like, it's a good question. I have like, I'm medicated now, but I have really, really bad anxiety. Okay. And I think, and my parents have really, really bad anxiety. And I think they kind of really gave that to me or I, you know, witnessed it and used it or, you know, it's hard to say that they like, you know, it wasn't intentional. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a bit of generational trauma on my dad's side, okay. my family, um, where his parents were Holocaust survivors. And I think that because no one on that side of the family went to therapy, um, until me and my brother, I think there were just obviously things from that experience that just get passed down and passed down and and ways of doing things and odd ways of thinking about things and just general horrible anxiety just gets passed down. But for like, for them, it was like, are they going to live for my dad was like, do they have enough money for me? It's like, am I living life correctly? You know what I mean? Like it, it evolves into a new kind of worry, worry concern. Yeah. Um, definitely like my worries are more of luxury mm-hmm. than like my grandparents, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so there's like a lot of anxiety and there's a lot of like, I think that my f- family, like working hard was like really uh, a tenant of like being like paired with like being a good person. Okay. And, yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah. And I think I, when I got older and I started like working in like whatever, like working for money, like <laughs> you, I was working so hard, but I didn't understand like it might be better to work smarter or not harder. Okay. Okay. What was your job? Well, when I first moved out here, I was an assistant. I was an assistant yeah. for a long time. Oh my God. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of how I got into a writer's room and like, you know, I'm happy. It was very helpful, but it was also like a lot of years of, just like really working unnecessarily hard for people who are not giving back to me. I was just giving everything to them. And, you know, I would talk to my parents about it and vent to them and it would be like, just have a good attitude and do your job. And it was like, Uh, no, maybe this system is fucked. Yeah. 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 Like, I think, I think there was never a, there's never that. It's always like, we're, we're the ones that are at fault. We have to work harder. It's never like these people are fucked. Yeah. They didn't teach you. Uh, well, they, they were like, just suck it up. Yeah. They didn't. Yeah. Really. Interesting. Like I worked for a very abusive boss when I first moved out here. Tell us about it. And it was my first job like in LA. Mm -hmm. Um, and probably like my, like before that work at like grocery stores or like, you know, summer camp. You look like a grocery store guy. Yeah. With with like bad groceries. Yeah. With a green, a green apron. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, paper or plastic. (laughs) Yeah. I'm a bit more, a bit happier. Yeah. Paper or plastic? Paper or plastic. That's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and when I first moved out here, you know, I got this job at like a talent agency. And it was like a good job. And my parents really wanted me to kind of like work there for a certain amount of time. Really? Like what did they say? They said, oh, we want as long as you hold a job for a year or what was the... I think it was just like... They felt, and they weren't wrong about this, like, your first job out of college is usually bad. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like, these are people you can take advantage of. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't, but you can. Yeah. So, I think they were like, yeah, of course, this, this, yeah, your sister's first job was bad, your brother's first job was bad, your first job's going to be bad. Yeah. I don't think my brother and sister were going through, like, verbal abuse and emotional manipulation the way I was, so I think my... And I think my parents maybe didn't really understand how bad it was or mm-hmm. were just kind of like, just 
just do a year, just finish it out. Like it'll, you know, this job will help you in the next jobs if you put time into yes, it. Yes, yes. Um, and I think, I don't know, it's hard to, it's hard, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but sometimes I'm like, oh, maybe I would have been better off if I would have just quit. quit as soon as I felt like unsafe. How long did you work there? 15 months. And when you say unsafe, you touch your dinky? No, no there was okay. like no, it was, it was a woman and oh. there was no, and her and I are good now, but it was no physical like abuse at all, but it was just like verbal. Yeah. And just like really mental and like, and really uh, mean things being said at me, Oh, which what, I know is like, whatever. What it's was the a, meanest thing? Like, you know, the R word. I'm not even sure. R E T A. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, like calling me stupid and like I, a lot of yelling in my face. Like a lot of yelling. Okay. In front of everyone. Wow. Did you ever cry? Mm-hmm. Ooh, in front of everyone? Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no, you little pussy. Yeah, a little crying and <laughs> little like cry, baby? yelling back. You yelled back. Oh, Good yeah. Good for you. Yelling back, like really not... Like behavior that I'm not proud of either, but I, you know, I was 21. I didn't know. It got brought out. It was just like, this is so insane. How am I? Yeah. How can I just take this? You know, because that was the other thing is like, I come from a very loud family, loud Jews. Yeah. Okay. You know, like we, we yell, we emote, we talk like that was, that's another thing that they passed on to me, which I do love that about me. That's kind of why I love comedy and what made me a comedian, but it wasn't, you know, I, I guess I never thought I would be pressured or put into a corner at my first job where it was just like, I have no other choice but to yell at this person, <laughs> yeah. you know, screaming that's a, wow, um, that's at great. each other in an office in wow. a suit. Damn, damn. Um, okay. And okay. So were your parents, they're together. Yeah. And you have how many siblings? Two other siblings. Two other, two yeah. other siblings. Are you the youngest? I'm the baby. You're the baby. Yeah. And uh, were they like that at school? So I guess I'm wondering, do they always kind of tell you put up with this? And is that the biggest thing that that, uh, hindered you with your relationship with them? Was them always saying like, just put up with it? Yeah, I would say there's that. And there's this other thing of like being a rule follower. And Mm. it's all kind of goes paired with like, not working smarter, but like, yeah, like doing things like the old fashioned way and being like an old fashioned type who works hard, who puts his head down, who, you know, and like, and yeah, being a rule follower to the detriment of like, you know, in college I was arrested by the cops because like I, the cop asked if I had weed and I was just like, yeah. Oh, like, damn. I, cause yeah. my dad, cause I grew up in the house. It was like, honesty is the best policy, you know, like. Yeah, 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 yeah. You so I was like, oh, I gotta be, it. I gotta be honest here, because the cops asking me, it's like, no, I should have never spoken. Oh to my them. god! You know, like, yeah, they they trained you poorly. Yeah, like I think I was, you know, I was maybe like naive in in that way, or or gullible, sheltered, whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, so there was like a lot of like, yeah, rule following. I don't like breaking okay. the rules, even now. Okay. I don't. Are you afraid of getting in trouble? I don't like getting in trouble. Me neither. And I don't like feeling guilty. Like I really like, I don't like that feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So did they ever get mad at you when you, like, did you get in trouble Mm -hmm. with them? Mm -hmm. And it was scarring. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's so scary to get in trouble. Yeah. In high school, like my friends and I, um, we did this prank where we like, Shat in bags and like duct taped them around our high school. Classic. And we got okay. into so much trouble. Yeah, fair. And my my mom like like was so mad. Like she was like, "You're the shit kid, and now I'm the shit mother with the shit family." You know, like just so oh. so mad. You know, and yeah. I I it, like I I say all of this because it's like this is why I think they tried their best because it's like I don't know if I would have had them do anything different you know like their intentions were good yeah but it's like they're just trying their best you know with what with the tools that they have okay okay i think i'm getting a sense of the the realness here so they're good parents in that they were just generally good parents they provided for you they were supportive i never felt like they didn't love me great you know no one no one left 
No one left. They stayed together. They they were they loved each. They actually they really liked each, love other each other and love each other. Okay, so you have a good childhood home, mm-hmm. but your mom, what you just said, sounds like she, yeah, would guilt you and mm-hmm. freak out, which affects you as a person. Mm-hmm. I say this because I can relate to this. Yeah, and was your dad? Did he have a temper? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the other thing. I think like I can like. When my parents did fight or like when there was fighting going on, it was yelling. Mm. It was like those types of fights. Yeah. So like this is something I've had to learn in my marriage that like Sid come came from a, a, a parental figure who yelled. So it's like if I yell at her, it's so triggering for her. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm not. And I don't, of course, I don't want to yell at her. And I'm not, I don't do it a lot, but like, it, but when she disobeys yeah, you, but when you she's not in the kitchen, <laughs> I have to yell at her to get in there. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I have had to learn to like not yell. Um, yeah. And you were raised that way. Yeah. I was raised that yeah. like, that's how you show if you're angry. Yes. yes. That's how you show if someone's like hurt you or disrespected you, you yell. Yeah. Um, which is like, yeah, it's not, it's actually a lot of power in not yelling, but expressing that someone's bothering you. Yep. Um, yeah. That, okay, so. There's like a couple things there. Yeah, there yeah. is a couple things there. Now, did they ever yell over something that wasn't a big deal? Did you ever get in trouble for uh, something stupid like spilling your. No. No. Okay. It was in always that, valid. Yeah, it was always like getting in trouble like that thing with the shit you know like something happened my senior year where like there was like a senior scavenger hunt and I was a judge and there was something like on the list that like people to go get it like committed a crime like broke into the school to go get it and then like it came back around to like us the judges and like like we kind of got in trouble and these kids got in trouble and like you know, they were really fucking pissed because yeah. they were just like, why do you do this? Like, why yeah. do you like, why do you feel the need? I'm like, because I want to be cool. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, wanna, yeah. I want friends. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they would be like, just say no. Like they were classic parents like just you just say no to that. Okay. If and there's like, drinking going on, call and leave. And, and did you like, do that? No, I drank. Yeah. Okay. And how did you hide it? Um, I just would try to control my alcohol, you know, or I would lie. My mom used to, same thing, if there's drinking, call us. And then when I would go home, she would wake up and go, come and kiss me goodnight. And then I'd have to (laughs) go in her room and was like a frail witch lying in a bed. Not that she she was hot, but but like that's how it felt. Like you're going to go kiss the (laughs) ogre. And then I would bend down and she would go, to smell my breath. (laughs) It was so scary. Yeah. I I remember one time I like went to a concert this might have this either was my senior year or freshman year, like summer going to sophomore year of college. Went to this festival in the city, New York City, smoked a lot of weed, came back, made a peanut butter and jelly chocolate crumbled toast sandwich. Okay. And I like crumbled this like Hershey chocolate peanut butter like all over the counter. And I guess I just like didn't clean it up. And the next morning my mom comes down, and she goes, She like it's like co- the counter's covered in peanut butter, <laughs> chocolate, and jelly. And she's like, were you high last night? No. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I wanted, I made myself a sandwich. Like, oh my God. But she knew like she my knew. mom, like my mom was kind of a partier, like did same experimented for, with drugs. So she, you know, she knew. That's the thing. I'm like, you guys got to live it. And now you're trying to get us to be losers. Yeah. Like, you know what you're doing to us. Yeah. You're putting us in the loser zone. Yeah. And okay, so they basically they instilled you with fear. A lot of fear. Okay. Same. Yeah. Getting in trouble. Same. Yeah. And from that, you're always afraid of getting in trouble. And like, do you take risks? Um. Yes, but you know, I think like, you know, like we were just talking about like the idea of like moving to Austin to do comedy. That seems like an insane risk to me. Mm-hmm. But also, moving across the country to LA when I was eighteen was a huge risk. Yeah, and I did it. Yeah, 
I don't think it's as big of a risk. I don't think moving to Austin is as big of a risk as moving to LA. No, not at all. You know, but so it's like, I do take risks, but they are very calculated. Yes. With you take risks with things that have a for sure result, not that making it in LA is a for sure result, but LA is like the Mecca of entertainment. Yeah. Whereas, whereas like somewhere like Austin or Denver, like Chicago is like a great place to do comedy. But like outside of that, it's, maybe hard to you're gonna have to go make a living yes yes yes. you know yes, um yes. totally so and, yeah yeah and was there do you have any stories from like when you were a kid that has stuck with you and affected your relationships whether it's with your wife or with your friends or in our industry with bosses bookers any of that is there anything that you because you've gone to therapy as well so mm-hmm. you would maybe be aware of it but is there any significant moment with your parents or one of them that has been instilled in you to this day in a bad way yeah Good question. you can think about it we can yeah. keep talking i'm just trying to figure out the still in there, yeah. like do you have okay here's okay if you're if they if they guilted you and would yell at you make you afraid of getting in trouble how are you as a comedian with authority i'm very good with authority oh wow but it's a problem but you're good like you you will play by the rules but i'm afraid like i'm always like oh i don't want to get in trouble i don't want to get in trouble are you like that yeah like okay i'm like let me play by the rules yeah and and, i mean i don't think it clouds my performance like i think i'm able to be like i'm just gonna go do me but i you know i'm not like the edgiest comedian so like i kind of can work within the lines of what people need you know so it's like um but like i am very good with authority oh i i i I think i i think i have it okay so i feel like (laughs) this is a weird interview because i hear people saying like dude shut up you have no problems but Whatever, I'm no, on the pod. No, you don't. But this, I am figuring it out to, I analyze yeah. and then I break it down at the end. So yeah. you, you're, you got shit. So, like, I think because, so like my dad was a, a coach. He was my coach. Okay. He coached college basketball and he coached high school and he, you know, he was a, he was a coach. You're he a was basketball a, player. Yeah. And he was a really great coach. And what he was so good at is he was a great teacher. And... He, um, and again, my parents were very ethical, moral people. Okay. And I think in a lot of ways, you know, my dad is like the, the, an, a, ro- a romantic idea of what a coach should be like, yeah. like, like a movie, like coach, you know yeah. what I mean? Like the, with the speech and the, and the well articulated, like, yeah, ha- ha- you know, halftime, you know, win one for the ripper. Ripper. Win one, one for, for the, the gipper. I speech. That's an American thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. And a basketball <laughs> thing. Win one for that ripper, that whore out there. Yeah, it's for, I think it's one from for the gipper. I don't know where that comes from. Could be the ripper. And you guys are all the children are just like, yeah, the ripper. And they don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but like, I think that really set me up in my authoritative relationships incorrectly. Okay. I expected it made me naive because I just expected, well, my parents acted this way. Everyone should act like this. Oh. You know, that first boss always thought she had my best interest in mind. Every boss I've ever had, I'm like, well, surely they have my best interest oh. in mind. They're an authority figure. You know yeah. what I mean? Or, or every other coach I played for that wasn't my dad. Of, of course he wants me to succeed. Yeah. Of course this isn't about him. Wow. And okay. his relationship to basketball. You know what I mean? Like realizing that like yeah only your parents really care about you you know want or want you to you know if they're good want you to do well yeah and are really truly selfless in that way no one else is like that i think that really was hard for me to learn it's it still affects especially at work like if i'm working in a writer's room and I see the showrunner like I am seconds away from calling him a dad or a mom. Like I'm, I'm like, really, like I've called a boss like dad before, you know, like by accident. Like I've done been You're that guy. You're just looking for your parents out here, <laughs> <Yeah>. daddy. <laughs> so you feel safe. Yeah, I think it's like it's this like weird misalignment of like what I expect 
or how I think people should be, even with like bookers. Like I think of bookers like that. Like bookers should be like, you know, if, did you see like I'm dying up here? Yeah. Like how like who, what's I think they're portraying Mitzi Shore. Yeah. Like she is like a romantic idea of a booker. Like she's there for the comics. Yeah. You know, she, or she's honest with them, and she's like really, you know, it's like that's how I think safe every and safe and too. safe and like and like really um, comforting. I I expect this like. It's an impossible expectation. No one can live up to that. Yeah. You know, and I think it makes me, I often leave those relationships feeling like disappointed. Yeah. And yeah. Instead of just meeting that person at where they're at. Yeah. Okay. 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 Who? <sighs> okay. So it's kind of confusing because your dad filled you with confidence and safety because he was your coach. But then at the same time, they instilled fear in you with yelling at you or like you're gonna get in so much trouble mm -hmm. so you're like a do-gooder yeah and i and it's like that's kind of what anxiety is where you're like being pulled in many directions mm -hmm. so it's like it, it makes sense that it's confusing because it's like it's why i'm such an anxious person yeah because i have like one side that's like you know do good and and try hard and then the other side's like but don't get in trouble don't take risks yes. don't you know yeah. Okay. Do they, are they really involved in your life now? Um, I call them a lot. Okay. You are just, <laughs> good thing you're married because <laughs> the ladies watching this would be like, he's a fucking bitch. <laughs> I call them a lot. And then what else do you do? No, I call them a lot. But I, I'll say this you is what's, them. well, this is what's changed. Okay. I used to let them in on like every part of my life. Oh my God, you're so stupid. Like asking them for their advice. Yeah. And like, what do they think about this? And what should I do? And like, I never like took it because it was always like just not applicable. Yeah, yeah. You know, it'd be like, if you want stage time or like go to it, just ask them for ask it. Ask them, you know, that sort oh, of thing. Oh God. Just I go know. to SNL. Yes, 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 yes. Just go there. You know, it'd be like that sort of thing. So it's yeah. like, um, so I just don't, I kind of give them the like broad beats and try to find like, I try to get them to talk about themselves more now. Okay. Like that's how I think, because I think for a long time, our relationship was like about me and now it's like, we're older and it's like, I don't really want to talk about myself. I don't really want to talk about myself. I talk to myself yeah. all the time. Like yeah. I have friends that I can get advice from, like with specific comedy things yeah. or whatever. My wife, you know, like I kind of like want to get to know you guys more and especially I want to get to know you before me yes yeah um so like that's kind of how they're function they're in my life now um okay and i also have this guilt that like i've moved away from home oh and there's a lot i there's things going on in their life that i they're gonna forget to tell me just because i'm not in their life physically so like i try to call them and i try to like find out what's going on you try to be a good son. Yeah. What are you thinking about? Like, what's what are you thinking about, Dad? Like, what's going? To, what's on your mind? What are you worrying about? What are you? You know, like okay. I, trying to like be a little bit more of a service to them because like I don't need them as much as I used to. Yeah. Um, did you? When did you stop needing them? When you met your wife? I think probably around then is when I started to. I think around. I don't know if it was because of her, but right around twenty five, I think I was just like, you know, I find that we you know what it was is like when I was around 25 that we started fighting a lot. Okay. Um, and I, cause I would just like, they would give me advice and I would just be like, that's bad. Like I would argue with them. Yeah. And they're like, we're just trying to help. Yeah. Like, why are you yelling yeah, at us? Yeah. And then I would be like, you know, my grandma died and my grandpa died and like around, you know, in those years and being like, I don't really want to spend whatever time I have left. You know, I hopefully have a lot of time, knock on wood, but like, yeah. I don't want to fight with my parents. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like, it's yeah. just so stupid. Like, what do I have to, what would I, why would I fight with you guys? Maybe because you got <laughs> some resentment or yeah. you're like, you guys think you knew everything. And yeah. now I've grown up and realized like I know stuff too. And yeah. you, I lived under a rock for a little bit and I'm a <laughs> bit naive. And then I had to learn on my own and I wasn't. You're talking about you, right? I'm talking about you. Oh yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, it's funny because your parents are still together and I do this podcast. I have a lot of comedians on and I say I wish comedians listen to this only 
to up my numbers. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but only because when you hear somebody's background about their parents, you understand them more. Mm-hmm. So if there's a comedian that I have on that you don't like, I'm like, listen to yeah. the episode yeah. because you'll have a better understanding. Now, if a com- if our peers are talking to you and you're like, my parents are together. Oh, I'm going to go home for the holidays. I'm everyone's looking at this being like, okay, well you have a perfect. Right. And that's why I think this is a great episode because I'm like, Oh, you're so lucky. But the thing is, and I am, I'm not, I get that. No, but the, the thing is just because parents are together and love each other doesn't mean that the way that they parent is going to be perfect as well. Like it's interesting because the thing that you've lived in, guilt and you the anxiety and the fear of getting in trouble i have that exact same thing and i same with like call if people are drinking but i came from a totally different like my mom was divorced Mm -hmm. and so it's it really does come down to not in every situation but it comes down to the personality of your parents and the fact that also they've had trauma and haven't dealt with it, which is su- that's why I was like, are they baby boomers? I can't even. Boop, 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 yeah, boop. like yeah. baby boomers. Yeah, don't go to therapy. They don't deal with it. I remember it's like crazy. My dad told me this story about when my grandma told him that she was in Auschwitz for the first time. Yeah. He was like thirteen years old. Whoa! There was a trial of a Nazi on TV. Wait, she told him when he was thirteen yeah. years old. Okay, that's when she told him. Okay, because he she was watching. A trial of a, I think it was for like Adolf Eichmann or something. This was like a, not big Nazi, uh-huh. big time Nazi. Um, okay. Oh, the the biggest. Yeah, the okay. biggest. He's a huge Nazi. Um, <laughs> you don't know him? Look him up. <laughs> yeah, he's on Instagram um, <laughs> at ss Eichmann. Um, but he uh, he was like, "What are you? What is this, mom? You know?" And she like sat him down and explained to him. And I'm just like thinking, like she basically what she said is like. She said what this was, and she said, you know, the reason why you don't have any cousins or uncles or grandparents or aunts is because your mom and dad were in this thing called, you know, the Holocaust. And I'm just, like, thinking, like, my dad's telling me this, and I'm like, he was 13 years old. Damn. And he goes, like, oh, that's why? Yeah. I just think it's because we just don't, you know, or, like, whatever, you know? And, like, and then I remember I was like, you know, dad, if, uh, if you ever wanted to go to therapy, I would help facilitate that process for you. If yeah. you needed. And he was just like, what do you mean? Oh, <laughs> or I think he was just like, yeah, thanks. Anyways. So the Knicks are playing tomorrow. No, you know, like classic. Um, oh my and God. It's just like, but I, but I do feel like I'm not a therapist, but that's why I try to like create that space for him and I, or me and my mom for them to be like, no, tell me about your problems. You like that? Yeah, I'm like, let me let me be there for you. I can't be there physically all the time, but let me be there like emotionally. Talk to me. Are you able to cut off your emotions towards their problems? Like, are you able to separate yourself from their problems? Or do you take them on? Um, no. I, oh, yeah, I don't take them on. I'm oh, not that's like, great. you know, if my dad's worrying about something, I'm not like that. I'm not worried about it. Oh, see, um, I, I worry about it. So you're lucky. I mean, That's if it right. was their health, maybe I would mm-hmm. be more like like that. But sorry. Okay. Um, we don't want you having a double chin. Yeah. Yeah. He's good. Nope. That, yeah. Like that. Um, my dad has since gone to therapy, though. He has? Yeah. I forgot to tell you that. That's a huge. What? what? So during the pandemic, he got very depressed. Okay. And I think like with Trump, he got very depressed because I think my dad. You know, to my dad, my dad's an immigrant, you know, and yeah. I think America, he believed that of the, you know, the, the American dream that like you could come here and yeah. it could be refuge and you won't have to face religious persecution, you know, having known what his parents yeah. faced. Yeah. And I think Trump was just like, just jumbled his mind. He was just like, I don't, oh, my entire life has been a lie. And it really, really put a dark spin on him where Whoa. he would be at like you know, family things. And he'd be like, what's the point? We're all wearing masks. And like, so did that, did you ever take on that worry for him? Yeah, I think a little bit. Okay. And, but then I, but then like, I remember last summer he called me up and he goes, look, no, I want to talk to you about something. I, uh, I went to therapy. I'm done now. You know, I went for a few weeks and it was very helpful. 
I just want you to know that. And I like, I like got so emotional. I was like, I'm so proud of you. Like that is great. I'm so happy for you. Like I was really like, that's awesome. Um, but I don't think he talked about any of his like childhood shit. Um, I think he kind of just talked about like, how do you handle yeah, like an existential threat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever. You yeah, can't, you can't matter. get everything. Yeah, yeah. But it helped him a lot. It did. He's a lot happier. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So it just seems like everything your parents parent you and now you're parenting them. No, and now you're kind of mirroring what they did to you. Uh, yeah. so <laughs> just just an observation. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you got healthy and then now you're just doing to them what they did to you. Yeah. And yeah. you're mirroring it. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> but that's okay. No judgment. I'm yeah. just here to point out some things. Yeah, you know? well, it feels like you're judging me. I yeah, a little bit. Uh, more so, I'm like, are you aware of that? Of what? Wait, what do you mean? Oh, I just because they're like, this is this is my opinion of this. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let mm-hmm. me help you. And now you're like, no, no, no. Let me help you. Let me help you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like you're following. Yeah, I guess way. you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm aware of it. Yeah. There you mm-hmm. go. Bring it up to your therapist. Yeah. When you're talking about the guilt, where does that come from, though? Because, okay, they yelled at you. They also made you believe, like, everybody's on your side when they're not. And then, but then you said you have a lot of guilt. Mm-hmm. So, did they guilt you a lot? No, but I, I think I have a lot of guilt that I've really worked through. I haven't been feeling it as much lately about, like, leaving home. Mm-hmm. And not, you know, my brother and sister live in, you know, live in New Jersey, live in New York. You know, they live by them. And I think I just... Did they... When you were leaving, were they like, don't go? Mm-mm. Oh. No, they were really. Just all your own shit. You know, they were really supportive. I think for me, I think this is more tied to maybe some generational trauma, which is like that I am like, my grandparents like went through like crazy sacrifice to like find their family, right. whatever family they had left. Yeah. And here I am, like, just like, oh, well, I'm going to go chase my dreams and never talk to them again. Interesting. You know, it's like. Yeah. Which is like, I- I'm happy I did this. Like, I wouldn't be able to live yeah. myself if I didn't. But it's still like, it taps at my brain, wow. which is like, well, you're never going to know your nieces and you're not going to, you're going to, they're going to forget about you. And like, okay. you're not going to have a, the meaningful relationship Yeah. that you wanted or always thought you would, you know. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so it's not necessarily your parents that did that, but so that doesn't really have to do so much. But Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I don't think it has to do with them, but I think it's just like ingrained in my genes. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. And if they don't deal with their trauma, it is going to come back down on you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Does it affect your sisters? My brother and sister. Sorry, your brother and sister. No, because they live by them, mm. you know? Yeah. But I think, like, I imagine my brother and sister, like, like would would enjoy the freedom that I have not being there, you know? like Yeah. How, um, how so? Like, that's... Do you, I mean, it's like if you're there, your family is, like, even if you love them, even if you like them like I do, it's still an obligation. Yeah. You know, it's still, like, a responsibility to, like, be in their lives and be at the things and do the stuff, you know? I think another thing that I haven't touched on that is huge okay. is, like, there were no boundaries in my family. What do you mean? Like, everyone's in each other's lives. Everyone's in each other's business. Like, everyone's giving each other advice. Like, yeah. It took me, like, thank God for my wife. She taught me how to have boundaries. Okay. Go deeper. Like, if I were at work and my dad called me, I would stop, like, whatever I was doing, go outside and take the call. Whoa. You know, like, that sort of thing. Like, that's just an example. Yes. You know, and my dad would do the same thing to me or my brother would do this. Like, my brother will be in a meeting and I'll, I'll call him. And he'll be like, what's going on? I'm like, oh, just how's it going? And be like, I'm in a meeting. I'm like, why are you picking up the <laughs> call? Like, if it was an emergency, I would text you and be like, this is an emergency. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> you, know, like that's you, what, you come from a cult family. Very, very, like, so. And it's like, we have no boundaries. So we just like, 
we can feel resentment because we're like giving everything to each other and it's like we're not giving anything back to ourselves so like as an adult i've tried to like be a little more selfish yeah you know like don't you don't always have to think about everyone else sometimes you can think about yourself yeah i think this is another thing i think i paired because like selflessness especially in like sports was very much you know for my dad was like as a coach that was like big you want to be a selfless player yeah you want to make other players better and i think like for a long time i identified like selfishness as like bad person yeah yeah instead of like no like you should like when i got in trouble in college i was and like offering like told the cop it was my weed like i was thinking like I should have been more selfish yeah, and been like, you know, just not respond and like yeah. cared about my yeah. future. Yeah. You know, like who, who cares if I'm lying? Yeah. You know, like I am entitled to get away with this one. Yeah. Don't yeah. make me be such a pure person. Yeah. That, yeah. that I'm just like stupid enough to just like get myself in trouble unnecessarily. Yeah. You know, like, um, boundaries have been like a big thing I've learned and, and I didn't have boundaries in work. Yep. Boss calls me at 11 p.m. I need it's this okay. done. Oh, I'm on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coming right up, you know, yeah, like, yeah. instead of being like, no, or instead of just, I don't pick up that call. Yeah. Now I do that. Yeah. You know, now it's like, no, pay me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would work for free all the time. Wow. Early, it's, early in twenties. And like, your wife taught you that. I think so. So did she see it in your family or did she see it with work first? And then she called it out because my husband is this like same thing where I was in with my family, my, me and my mom, and my stepdad are very close. Mm-hmm. And then he comes around. He's like, Hey, uh, that's not normal. Yeah. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. So was um, I think, yeah, I think it started with family with like, I think like, there was a period where I felt very distracted because I think when my brothers and sisters started having kids, like I really wanted to be involved in those kids lives okay. and I am, but yeah. it's also like, it's okay. If you're, yeah. I can't, I can't call them and talk to them every day yeah. for hours. Like it's yeah. just, and I think she was like, you got to set boundaries. You just, cause they call you, you don't have to answer. It doesn't make you a bad uncle. It doesn't make yeah. you a bad person. Yeah. You know? And I think like, and then going to therapy, I started to realize that I had a real problem with boundaries with work. Okay. Cause I was like, I got to work hard. Yeah. I grew up learning to work hard. Working hard is being available, accessible at all times. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah. And being like, no, like there's so much power. And also like people respect you when you set a boundary. Yeah, for sure. Like my, I started getting better jobs. I started making more money when I started to be like, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah. I'll do it between these hours. Yeah. And I'll do it for this much. Yeah. You know, I'm not just going to, this isn't pro bono. We're not just going to tack on more and more shit because you pay me for this thing. You think I could do these other things. Yeah. You know, they raised you to be a pushover is what <laughs> happened. <laughs> I think you meant to say pussy. No, I didn't. I didn't. People pleaser. People pleaser. Yeah. Yeah. That's what my main, what I worked on most in therapy, stopping a people pleaser. How did you fucking get there? Because I would like to know. (laughs) I think you have to just like really ask yourself, why am I doing whatever I'm doing? Because look, I like being a good friend Mm -hmm. and I like being moral and ethical. I like that about myself. I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. But if I'm not, if I'm doing it to please just someone else yeah, and it's not like, Hey, you're my friend and I'm going to get as much out of, I'm going to get as much out of pleasing you as you are. Yeah. Then I'm not going to do it. Oh, you know, okay. or like, am I doing this to like, to get some implicit thing, subtle thing Yeah. that's yeah. like not promised if it's yeah. not explicitly like real like I'm not gonna do it you know what I mean like yeah I I mean I just it's like easier said than done but it is just like asking yourself like really why am I doing this yeah um uh what about getting in trouble did you get over that fear no I still I really don't like getting in trouble and I don't know if that's such a bad thing I guess (laughs) yeah I mean I don't I wish that I was more ballsy and didn't give a fuck well I guess I'm more I care about what people think 
think of me. Right. You know, but like, that's different. Yeah. I have that too. I think every comedian, I mean, why would we be know, on stage if we, there's some, a lot that don't give a yeah. fuck about what people think. Though. I know it's a blessing for them. I, it really is. I, I think I'm coming out of that. Yeah, I think so. But I think when you grow up in a cult family yeah. where you're trying to please them all yeah, the time, you care. you care. You want them to, you want them to be proud of you. Yeah. 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 I still want my parents to be proud of you. I don't really care if my parents are proud of me, but I just don't want to get in trouble and I don't want to make anybody sad. Mm-hmm. And I, or if I, if I don't want anybody to be sad. Mm-hmm. So I think yeah. one thing's helped me with that is like, nobody cares if, like I never, I always find like nobody cares if I if they piss me off. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, like nobody's. Yeah. You know, so it's like why, and it's like if you're if you're bothering someone or yeah. pissing someone off or hurting their feelings, but you're just like being you and you're not like deliberately trying to hurt their feelings, yeah. you, you gotta let that one go. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever get in trouble for hurting their feelings, or if you couldn't come home for a holiday? It sounds like they didn't put pressure. on No, you. they were. Wow. Yeah, they were, they're pretty good about that because they know how, that I feel, like they know how I feel, like how I'm struggling with this. So they were like, we're not going to add this onto you because like whenever there's like a hint of like, you know, you really should be at this thing, I'm like, it's just like, it really destroys me. Like I don't want, like my brother like called me out like a couple years ago for like not being involved with my niece's life as much as i should she was nine months old no he'd be like whenever we facetime you're like on for five minutes i'm like she's a fucking baby (laughs) what are you gonna she's not gonna say anything bad what do you i i can only do this ah, for so (laughs) long before i get a headache (laughs) like i can't you know um and like that was example where I like told Sid and she was like boundaries. These are boundaries. You don't have to, you don't have to be bothered by this. Like yeah. he can, he can vent to you and you could say, I understand. And that could be the end. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I get confused with this situation because yeah, if your parents are putting pressure on you, where did the pressure come from? It, but then at this, but it, which is what we said, like trauma passed down through their parents. Yeah. But even still, you're still afraid. Of getting in trouble. Well, it's because I did get in trouble. Yeah. And they got so mad. Like, I, I got into legal trouble. Right. Like, okay. and, like, that was really scary. Like, I spent a night in jail. Like, wow. you know, it was like. Wait, from the poo? For the marijuana. Oh, for the marijuana. Like, felony, charged with felony possession in and Arizona. how old were you again? Uh, I was a senior in college. When you did that, were they like, oh, maybe we should tell you different rules? Maybe we should tell you to lie. My dad was like, from now on, you don't talk to cops. And I'm like, yeah, I think I got that. I didn't need to learn that again. Like, I learned it the hard way. Oh, my God. You know, it was like a lot of, like, naive, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Raised in a bubble. Yeah. Naive. And also, I guess. But, like, in my town, like, this is probably naive, but you just, like, actually, no, forget what I was going to say. Okay. Um, Okay. You're like, your town's New Jersey. Yeah. So I don't even, you're like, in my town. I'm like in my fucking city. No, I, like, I, it, it, I was going to say it didn't place. make any sense. Okay. Because, um, okay, so. So I got in trouble a lot, and they got so, so mad, and I disappointed them, like, a lot. Right. And I think, like, that's where that, like, guilt and pressure comes from. It's just, like, I really, like, I remember the last time I, I got in trouble when I was in college, my mom, you know, they helped me. Like, yeah. luckily, like. What would you do in college? The marijuana and oh. fake ID. Oh. I got in trouble for that. What, what would happen when you got in trouble? Did you get grounded? I mean, I was in college, so like, but it would be like, you know, they would just like fucking scream at me and be like so angry. And that would be hard because I'd be like, it just sucks when you're like across the country. Yeah. And you know that your parents are like so mad at you. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And it'd be like, you know, you can't. You know, you're not going. Oh, you have a trip with your friends. You're not going. Yeah, 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 home. yeah, yeah. You right. know, whatever. Like, and like, you know, it was. I didn't have any money, and like, you know, like I wasn't like didn't come from like tremendous wealth. We were like middle class, and my parents like were able to help me. Mm-hmm. But like, it was hard asking for the help because like I just felt so bad. Yeah, like, it, it wasn't like 
eh, whatever, my parents will help. But like, right. it, they it didn't have enough money where it didn't, it wasn't like, they felt it. Right. You yeah. know, they could do it. Yeah. But it was like, oh, fuck, I really wish we didn't have, you know, like. Yeah. And now we can't go on that trip because we have to fucking bail our son out of, you yeah, know, get him yeah, a lawyer yeah. so he can not have a stupid felony on his record, you know, yeah. whatever. Um, and, um, yeah, so it was just like getting in trouble and like disappointing them. It must have happened like five or six times, like in a big way where like <laughs> the cops were involved. It's so weird. I'm not I don't think I'm the type of guy that like reeks of that. But you were you did it as a kid. I was a bad boy. Which is cool. Yeah. 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 I, guess I guess that does make me pretty cool. That's where the ladies are back on my side. And then your dad calls and you pick up the call in the middle of the podcast <laughs> and you're not so bad anymore. You're a pussy. <laughs> yeah. So I guess the lesson is like, although, which I was saying as an outsider, if we were talking at the store, you were talking about your family and be like, oh, I love you so much. But there is... A point where you can love your kids to a fault. Yeah, that's. I think that is the the nail in, in my entire family dynamic. Is like we love each other so much, and I really think it comes from like it's a Jewish. I'm not saying it's not a Jewish thing, but like having so many times in Jewish history, like people trying to kill you because you're Jewish and tear apart your family is makes you hold on so tight yeah that it's really unnecessary and it becomes like too much have you ever told them um no but i i because it's just like a mean thing to say like you yeah. stop loving me please are like, you are you scared they're gonna see this uh, i don't think i've said anything that they don't know oh okay yeah but. because yeah i guess you know for other people who have shitty parents who get jealous of their friends who are loved so much. Look at Noah. He uh, <laughs> he, he has really bad anxiety because he was loved too much. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, but but also for parents watching, it's funny because I was talking to a friend of mine who's going to, who wants to, or is going to have a kid, and he, his wife is, comes from a great family. Yeah. Like, same thing, in each other's lives so much, and he doesn't, and he's like, can't well i can't love the kid too much gotta play you know you can't think that that love is that easy to get so yeah. you gotta play hard to get you i gotta make them strong and i was like that is fucked up but then what you're saying i'm like huh maybe has a point to that i i mean i don't even know like my i'm watching my brother and sister like raise their kids and like i think they're gonna do a great job but like i just think like you were no matter what you do you're gonna fuck them up you're gonna fuck them up that's why this is a cool podcast because it's like yeah look i think my the intent, like the best of intentions. My parents had the best of intentions. And they did a good job. And they did a good job. Yeah. You know, like I'm a functioning person, yeah. you know. Um, but like you're still going to like give them something. Yeah. You're going to leave them with something. Yeah. Like yeah. you just, you can't not, you know. Yeah. Um, and what is that something? And you just weren't ready for the real world. Mm-hmm. Or you were, no, you didn't know that people could hurt you. Or that they would, that they weren't looking out for you. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're in college, you're like, the cops are like, they want my weed, they're just gonna let me, they're gonna leave. I'm gonna give it to them, they're gonna leave. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come, I'm gonna admit to a a felony, and they're gonna be like, that's chill, man. That's sick, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll head out. We're gonna go smoke this, actually. The fact that you, like, can you give me the play-by-play, if you remember, what they said and what you said? it's on my podcast, but, wait, with the cops? Yeah, like, the, like, what they said to you, the way you reacted, like, I need to know this comedic, I need to know the story. So, we were, it was like a pregame. Yeah. Um, what time is it? Uh, it is 3.05. Okay, cool. And we'll wrap up. Um... It was senior year, like the first weekend of senior year. And Can I was, you, for my Canadian listen, listeners, yeah. what grade is that? It's the last year of college. Okay. Um, and I went to Arizona State University, which is like a pretty big party school. Okay. Um, and we were having a pregame. Do you know what that is? Yeah, that's called, in Canada, called a pre-drink. Pre-drink. And we were hanging out at our my apartment, like me and my roommate's apartment, and some people were in my room, and we were passing around a bowl. Cool. And smoking some weed before we went out. Okay. And then there was a knock at the door, and I go to it, and there's like six cops in like SWAT gear. Whoa. 
Like Whoa. Arizona's a fucking crazy place. Okay. Like the police are like super militarized. Like it's really wild. Yeah. And and I open the door and I'm like, what seems to be the problem, officers? And this one cop gets in my face and he's like, we smell weed in there. And I'm like, oh. Meanwhile, it's like the whole floor is yeah. smoking weed. Like, yeah. It's, it's not just my apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, he saw, I'm sure he saw me and was just like, oh, I can get this kid. You're like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> And he's like, you can see the heart coming through your chest. Yeah. He's like, we smell weed in there. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. And he was like, yeah, if you don't get get if you don't go get the weed, we're going to lock you in a jail cell with crystal meth addicts and chronic masturbators. Whoa. So I was like, oh, well, then I have to go get the weed. I didn't say this, but in my head, like I just was like, you know, one, I'm like, I'm high and I'm drunk. I'm not. I don't have my wits about me, but he kind of is using this like manipulation tactic, which is not how the law works. You can't yeah. arrest someone if they haven't said they've done a crime. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I go back inside. <laughs> you skip back inside. I skip back inside. <laughs> I really think I did like a half a pirouette. Like, <laughs> like I moonwalked back in. I walk back in. I like get the weed, collect the weed from my friends. And they're like, what's going on? I'm like, it's the cops. I'm just going to go give them this. And they'll go away and we'll just go out. And they're like, no, like, don't do that. Like, let's just flush it down the toilet and like, and then go out and like not engage with them. And I'm like, no, guys, honesty is the best policy. No. And they were like, they were all so stoned. They were like, wait, wait, what? Like, really? Like, you know, like, they just like, what are you talking about? So I go back out. I hand the cop my weed and I'm like, this is mine. Sorry to make you guys come out. You tie it up with a little bow. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. I give him a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> um, and then I like turn around to go back inside and he, the cop shoves me up against the wall, handcuffs oh me, r- like pulls me away oh and like marches God. me down the hall. And I'm like, I'm like, I start crying and I'm like, you said if I gave you the weed, you know, you wouldn't lock me in a jail cell. And he's like, no, I said, if you didn't, I would. And I was like, well, I don't understand. Like, what? I'm a good person. Like, why are you, rest-? you know, like, whatever. Oh my God, daddy. Yeah. And, um, we're like walking down and elevator door opens. It's like 10, like hot sorority girls. I'm like shoved in there. I'm hysterically crying. Nobody's talking on the way down. The cop whispers in my ear. He goes, dude. Look at the look at it this way. After this, you're gonna get so much pussy. No. Yeah. And did you? No. <laughs> Once again, you got fooled. Yeah. <laughs> I keep getting fooled. And then yeah, I, I he takes me to the station. I'm booked, have to spread my ass cheeks. They no. they look in there, make sure I don't have any drugs, which is like so unnecessary. I'm like a college kid. I'm clearly fucked up. Like, yeah. like I'm just hammered, yeah. like crossfaded, mug shots. They took advantage of you. Yeah, and then they um they put me in a jail cell. No crystal meth addicts or chronic masturbators. Fortunately, it was just me in there. I guess so. Maybe there was at least a chronic masturbator. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm kidding. Okay. Uh, you didn't like that. Um, no, I I took a minute to get it, and then I liked it because for a second, then I was picturing a chronic, and I was oh, like, yeah. oh, he means no, himself. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So I'm like sitting there like crying like my life's over. There's like a guy across the way and he was like, what's going on? Like he was in a jail cell too. He's like, what's going on, man? Are you okay? And I'm like, no, my life's over. I got charged with felony marijuana possession. He's like, I'm like never going to be okay. And he's like, ah, don't worry, man. You're going to be fine. I- I'm going to be okay. And this is my ninth DUI. No. <laughs> yeah. So he's like, you'll be fine. And then like long story Aww. short, I, my, I tell my parents and my dad, I, like, I'm telling him what happened. And right when I tell the cop it's my weed, my dad's like, you said it was your weed? Like, why would you say that? And I'm like, because you always said honesty was the best policy. No! And it's just like, <laughs> in that moment, I just remember my dad being like, oh, my God. Like, what did I do? Yeah, like, this is like, this is like parenting. Like, this is something that trickled into my psyche. And like, yeah. it's not his fault. Like, that is a generally a not a terrible thing to teach your kid yeah, when they're kids. But you, like, gotta te- you gotta let them get away when they aren't on it. Like you gotta let them off the hook sometimes to yeah. show them, Hey, it works. Yeah. Or like, you know, I would, if I had kids, I would say, Hey, the cops don't care about you. Yeah. 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 They're exactly. not there. You can lie to them. Your parents care about you, but any other adult doesn't like you're going to get in just as much trouble 
lying to a cop as you would getting caught yeah. by a cop for the most part. Yes. Like, yeah, it's a gamble, you know, unless like you're like being offered a plea deal for like a white collar crime. Then yeah. it's like, yeah, you do want to come forward cause you're going to get a better deal, but that's not my situation. <laughs> like, Oh my so, God. and then like, yeah, like we had to get a lawyer and I had to like, then I had to do this like drug testing. I had to be completely sober for like the last six months of my, no, of that's college. the worst part of all of yeah, it. Yeah. And I had to like go down to downtown Phoenix, get like completely naked and a man in like a tiny window, like by a, by a, by a, um, bathroom stall would like watch me fully naked pee into a cup. Cause like people would bring in like a fake dick or like Whoa. there's like contraptions that can like, yeah, you know, you can use fake pee, fake pee or, yeah. or someone else's pee. And I would do that every week. And I had to, had to have clean pee for six months. Oh my God. And I had to pay a ticket and I had to do like community service and like a diversion. Like I had to go to like, um, basically like AA or whatever. <laughs> Um, for a certain amount of hours, and if and and I did all that, and I got the felony off my record. Um, but you know, if I could do it all over again, I definitely would just have uh, not talked to the cops. And it's all because your dad always said, <laughs> "Honesty is the best policy." Best policy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah. know what? If anybody was listening this whole time, thinking this guy, he's what he's got nothing, yeah. and then you hear this story, you're like, no. I will say your parents, they didn't fuck you up. They fucked you over. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. do you have anything you want to plug? You want to plug your podcast? Yeah. My wife and I have a podcast called the bedtime podcast. We record from bed before we go to sleep and it's very silly and very fun and you guys should check it out. It's wherever you get podcasts. Cool. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Honesty <laughs> is the worst policy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>